Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this day. Thank you for this great opportunity. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for honoring us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, giving us this great chance to be able to speak to your people. I appreciate you more than you can ever, ever imagine. You know everything about us, and Lord, you chose us, and so we thank you. And so, Lord, we ask you to let everyone's heart be open. Let them be able to receive your message today so they'll be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 And amen. amen. Well, I'm excited again today to see so many people. Uh, whenever uh, people come out or they get on the airwaves to hear the word of God, uh, they want transformational things to happen in their life. I want to share a story with you. Uh, the topic today is the magic of belief. The magic of belief. Uh, uh, I've been doing a lot of studying um, on the mind uh, and the resilience of it. And, uh, and the way we think, uh, and I, it's a common, a golden thread uh, that runs through every religion, um, and that golden thread is belief. Uh, everything is really predicated on what you believe. Uh, and if you believe it, uh, I used to hear people say, if you believe it and then conceive it, then you can achieve it. And people say, that, that don't really happen like that. But uh, I, I beg the difference. It does. And so I want to kind of want to share that with you today. I want to share uh, a story uh, that's uh, about me uh, and about my life. Uh, growing up as a poor kid, uh, not having a lot, um, and struggling a lot of times, and was hungry, and, and not having a lot of clothes, and watching a lot of my friends have a lot of things, and uh, and uh, sometimes really depressed, sometimes angry, sometimes upset, been out of shape and all that. I would go to my friend's house sometime, and then I was so excited uh, that they invite me to be a part of their family. So I tried to make sure I connect with people that was uh, headed in the right direction. Uh, God told me one time, he said, if you change your friends, uh, it will change your life. Uh, and I changed that, and that's when Edis and Johnny and all those guys became a part of my life. I used to shoot dice on the corner. Uh, I used to steal radiate out of cars. Uh, I stole hubcaps off cars. I did a lot of those crazy things, but I really was trying to hustle. I wasn't just doing it. Uh, I was trying to survive. Uh, and it was, a, it was a challenge, and I didn't think it was wrong because uh, uh, that's what we was doing, right? So we was doing a lot of crazy things, right? But I made up in my mind um, that I wanted something different in my life. And so I had to visualize something different. So a guy named Ron Simmons came into my life and told me, he said, if you say please and thank you, it will carry you a long way. And I want the young people to really hear this message because this is going to be a powerful message for little kids, young people. And so I had this vision in my mind. And I visioned because I was poor and I saw my mother struggling. And my mother was my pride and joy. She's my everything. She's my life. Be the girl was my girl. And, um, and I loved it. And... Um, but I saw her struggle. I saw her uh, borrow money, um, and she would pay it back on the third. Uh, she would always pay the people back, uh, but she would borrow money uh, so we can get something to eat sometime. And sometimes the gas get turned off every now and then. If sometimes the lights were turned off. And, uh, and so we had some struggling times, all right? But God was with us. I didn't realize he was, but he was, because I didn't really know God back then. But I vision, uh, I wanted in my mind, I had locked in my mind, that I was going to have a family, uh, 
Thaddeo, I had this vision that I was going to have a family, and, um, and I was going to have a wonderful family, and we were going to be very successful. I was going to meet, only thing that didn't happen, I didn't meet the kind of woman I thought I was going to meet, uh, but I met one better, right? But I, uh, uh, but I wanted to meet, uh, I wanted a woman, I came back, I said, I'm going to come back, and I want a girl, uh, but I want her to be extremely poor. I want her to be really, really poor, and I wanted to be able to uh, give her uh, what my mother did not have. I wanted to be able to pour into her, and I didn't want her to ever want for anything. And so I visualized this here, and I visualized having a nice car, and a house, and all that kind of stuff, And because uh, I had never had it, right? But I visualized this in my mind. So I went away to college. Now, when I graduated from high school, I was illiterate. I couldn't read when I graduated from high school. Uh, even though I was a highly recruited football player, I couldn't read. Um, so I really turned down my football scholarship and went to Texas to a junior college, and then I took remedial classes, and then I graduated from college with honors. But I had a vision that I was going to come back to Muskegon, and then I was going to meet this young lady and turn her life around, and then we're going to have we're going to live heavy, happily ever after, right? Uh, and and so I locked this in, Derek. And when I locked it in, I visualized it, and something happened. It all happened. Everything I visualized, everything I locked in my mind, God blessed me to get it. Uh, and I got this beautiful woman, and I met Ardina, and she wasn't really poor, uh, but she, was, uh, she worked at a nursing home. And um, so when I met her, uh, we didn't have a whole lot. So God blessed us to grow together and uh, become successful together. Right? And then we had two beautiful children. We actually had three. Uh, and then we had AJ, who we gave back to God. And then we had Anessa, who we gave back to God. Anessa was our replacement baby. And so we had this perfect, we had the perfect family, right? Everything I wanted. I had given my life to the Lord, and, and I mean, we was on a roll. And so the vision was great. And we, I, and I had vision. Uh, I was making, I had started my salary. I was Brad, I was making about $28,000 a year, right? And uh, Tiffany, I, I, in my mind, I told God, uh, I want to make $100,000 a year. Now, you know, school teachers are not going to make no $100,000 a year. That's just not happening, right? But I visualized that, and I put it in locked in. In my crazy mind, I believed it could happen, right? And the crazy thing happened, right? I became a teacher, and then I started going up the ladder. I became a coach and all that, and then I became an administrator. I became assistant principal, so my salary went up. I became a principal in the middle school, and my salary went up. And then I came to the high school, and then my salary uh, went up. And then the principal of the high school makes a nice sum of money. He make over hundred thousand dollars. But I wasn't the principal of the high school. I was a middle. I was assistant principal. And then something crazy happened. Right? Uh, the, the superintendent of the school was from Canada, and he had this crazy idea that he should make all the assistant principals principals. Right? And so he called us in, and we all became principals. Right? And because I was assistant principal, I had been the principal in middle school. Guess what they did? They upped my salary. And they upped my salary to $101,000. So I was an athletic director. Then I took, as soon as I did it, I never really became a principal. As soon as I did it, we had named us principals. Two, the, two weeks later, the athletic director job came up, and I became the athletic director. Well, athletic director don't make that kind of money. But because uh, I was already a principal and all that, they wouldn't move my salary. Right? So I became an athletic director, probably was the highest paid athletic director in the whole state of Michigan. Right? But I want you guys to understand, because I believed it and I visualized it, right, and my will was to make it happen, God made it happen. 
right? And so you have to you have to know and believe that God is able. Now, when I did this here, man, I was really, when I locked in to the 100,000, I was saved. I was saved. I had given my life to the Lord and, Lord, and God granted me everything I ever, ever wanted in life, literally. I would see it, and then God would give it to me, right? Just like this church. When I saw it, God gave it to me, right? So he just visualized it. I, 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 I said, everything I, I, I closed, I said, God, this is what's going to happen. And I believe it. Uh, it's something about when you believe something, right, and you lock in on it, it can happen. So your belief is everything, all right? Now, uh, what happens is we don't believe in a lot of stuff. So I want to talk to you guys about that, right? So, um, so the magic of belief, right, because uh, uh, as a man thinks, so is he. Now, your, your mind is very, very powerful. A lot of you all are where you are because you believe you will be where you are, right? And you made some progress and you did some things, and some things you accomplished uh, because you believe you was going to accomplish it. I never remember, I forget Robert Billings had told me one time he, had cut, he was getting cut off the basketball team. He wasn't good. He just believed he was going to make the basketball team. And I had cut him. I literally had cut the kid, and he was on the list to be cut. And I saw him sitting in the middle of the floor. He was praying. And when I seen him praying, uh, I wouldn't cut him. He ended up being a two-time defensive player of the year for us and two-time most valuable player, right? Uh, but he believed it, right? So once you visualize him, it's there. In Jeremiah, there's a chapter, uh, verse 1 and verse 5, where God was talking to Jeremiah. I want you to hear this here, and I want you to apply this to your life, right? Because in Psalms 139, God said, before you was ever formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Now, now I want you to understand, you are important to God, right? But you have to believe that. You have to believe. I don't care what everybody else said about you. You have to believe it. Here's what, now he says, Jeremiah said, I knew you. This is what God said. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Right? But you got to believe that. You got to believe that you was important and God had a plan for you. Doesn't matter what anybody else say, you got to believe it because when he breathed into the dirt, he breathed his image inside of them. He breathed his spirit in them. Jesus came on the scene and we give Jesus all this credit. They said, Jesus this and Jesus that. But Jesus was a man born of a woman. And God empowered him with his spirit, and he was able to do miraculous things, all right? So much so, we call him the Messiah, right? But he really was a, a man born from a woman, right, that God worked through. That's why he kept on saying, it's not I, but my Father who sent me. He said, the words I speak are not my words, and my Father's words, right? But he believed it so much, man, he was able to do things. Now, if you study the Bible... Every time Jesus got ready to heal somebody, uh, Kim, he would always say, do you believe it first? Because you, you have to believe this thing can happen, because if you don't believe it, it's something about our chemical makeup. If we don't believe it, it won't happen. I don't care what everybody else says about you. You have to believe it, and it changes things in your body. People have had cancer. People have had all kinds of illnesses. But when they believe that God can heal them, you have the power to be healed. But you have to understand, young people, you have to know who you are and why God created you. 
He created you because you were important, and he put his spirit inside of you. Young people, he did it. And he, he knew that you were going to be special, right? He just wants you to believe it. You got to believe. You got to know who you are, all right? So now, he tells Jeremiah that, and he said, now I appointed you to be a prophet because I gave you an assignment, right? Now, in John, Jesus knew that they were struggling, so Jesus told them, he says, listen, uh, that there's an enemy, and that enemy, his mission is to block you. His mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, we don't take that, like, you know, we just blow it off like it's a scripture in the Bible. What happens is, he comes into your life, and he does things to try to interrupt your relationship with God and get you either hooked on drugs, get you pregnant before you should get pregnant because you don't have no money and you're broke, and you end up with children that you can't afford. Now you're struggling, you're upside down, and you're trying to figure out how to get out of this jam. Uh, you steal something, you don't have no business stealing, and you get caught up, and now you need somebody to help you with a lawyer. You know, all kind of crazy stuff. But what happens is this enemy comes in, and he try to knock you off course so you don't do and be what God intended for you to be. So Jesus tried to let us in on something. So what God did was God sent Jesus into the world, powered by the Holy Spirit, to tell us, man, what Satan is doing. So he tells me, he says, the thief, his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his purpose, right? Uh, but he said, but I came to let you know something. I came to let you know how important you are to God. That's what Jesus said. I came to let you really know how important you are to God, and I want to download some information in you so you know who you are and whose you are. Right? He said, and if you understand it, I want you to know something. There's no weapon ever formed against you that can prosper. Only you can stop you. Nobody else has the ability to stop you other than you. Now, people may think they have power and control over your life. They do not have power and control over your life. Only as much as you allow them to control you. Right? Uh, so you have to know who you are. So you are somebody. That's why Satan is after you. That's why he tried to get you to do things, man, that, that derail you. Because he know if you ever realize who you are, right, he have hell to pay. Right? So, so he do everything he can, man, to derail you. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that you are special. And God has assignment for you, but you have to believe it. And the magic is in what you believe. Because if you don't believe it, you can never achieve it. It won't ever happen. You got to believe it first. You got to download it. Everything you see, everything you look around, I wouldn't care where, where you look. When you look around, man, somebody's belief is in your vision. You know, it's, it's, it's somebody's imagination. Somebody believe that they can make these benches. Somebody believe they can make this bench, this thing right here. Somebody believe they can make these lights. And they believe it so much that they... They put everything they had behind it, right? And God gave them the creative, creative ability, man, to be able to pull it off, right? And, they, and you're like, man, it's amazing. How did they do that? They believed they could do it. They believed it. They believed it so much that they, they, they put everything in the basket, and they went forward, and they accomplished it, right? 
uh, I was talking to uh, a young lady. She came the other day. She says, man, I want to take pictures. And she says, uh, Ms. Durham, what you show me? So I'm in the lobby, and I'm working with her. And, and I said, man, you're really good, right? And uh, she, she never had anything, no training, no nothing. But she believed that she can take pictures. So she started taking pictures. She's doing senior pictures. She's doing all. And she believed it. I said, just keep on believing. And she said, uh, but I wish I could. I said, listen, don't let anyone doubt you. The ability you have, the gift you have, God put in you, the passion and desire is there. Now there's some certain, there are certain things that you need to go after to make you better. Uh, but, but you can do it. Just like somebody else have a million-dollar studio, you can have a million-dollar studio. It's up to you. And nobody can stop you. People say racism can't stop you. Hear me, sexism can't stop you, right? Because if, if it could, then nobody, black or Hispanic, would ever be nothing. So racism can't stop you. Oh, man, you just don't understand. Yes, I do. It's a demonic spirit. It ain't got nothing to do with race. It has to do with the spirit that comes in to try to stop you from doing what you do. And they use that to derail you. Now you so focused on that, you don't do what God told you to do and you don't move forward. So you stagnated and you, watch this here. So I believe that I can't do it because they got power. And since I don't believe it, I won't do it. Because soon as, I hear the hiccup, only reason to do it because they did it to me because I was this way. When God, God looked at you and said, really? And I gifted you to do this here? And here's the thing. He showed you examples of people who did it that look just like you. So you don't really have an excuse. So you got to realize it's an enemy. It's some kind of force trying to tell you you can't be when whatever you want to be, there's somebody else God showed you is doing exactly what you want to do and they're good at it. And the thing is, you as good as they are, except you don't believe you can do it, and you make excuses why you can't. You can't let nothing stop you. You have to believe it, right? Now, here's, now Paul uh, writes this letter to the Philippians, and I want you to get it. And this is important, especially for my kids. This is important. He writes this letter. Here's what he says. So it's a little lengthy, but I'm going to walk through it. He says, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ. Now remember this here. The purpose of Christ is the Holy Spirit. Everybody said the Holy Spirit. You got to get that piece. Otherwise, you're going to reach for this guy named Jesus, and you're not going to be able to reach him, and you're going to never think you can accomplish anything. And you said, but that was Jesus. That ain't me. Would you hear me well? All right. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the departed one. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus in spirit form. That's why Jesus says, it's better that I go away. Because as long as I'm here, you're going to keep relying on me and you're going to start trusting me instead of the God that sent me. So I got to leave and God got to give you his spirit so you realize there's something coming after me, which is my spirit, that's really going to push you or propel you where you got to go. Right? Now, it's important. So he says, if there be, and this Paul talking to the church of Philippi, he said, if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy, that ye 
be like-minded. Everybody say like-minded. Now he goes to talking about the way you got to think. You got to have the mind of Christ. You got to be like-minded. You got, it's the way you think again. It's back to what you believe, right? He says, having the same love, being a one accord and a one mind. Now you got to remember, Jesus was animate about being in union with the Father. He was very, 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 very concrete and animate about I and the Father are one. He wouldn't let him separate him, right? Because he knew that the power really comes from God. So you got to realize who you are. And you got to have this mindset, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through the Holy Spirit that strengthens me. I got I to know that. I got to know it. I can accomplish it. I can do it. I'm that smart. You know, I was talking to Pierre. I'm always messing with him when he comes to church. But, um, but he runs, he runs uh, 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 dominoes, right? Um, he, he runs the dominoes. And, you know, and I was teasing him. He said, man, the store on Apple is just too small. He said, just too, we, we running out of storage space, right? So in the pandemic, he making so much money, it make, Domino's, they don't even have enough place to stack, stack the pizza boxes, right? But here's the thing. But God gave this little boy that was in the military the brilliance and the intellect and the knowledge of how to do business. Now, he didn't know that when he was a kid, but God gave him this insight and start showing him, and then he like, man, I kind of like this. And I can do this pretty well. Right? And then he got really good at it. He said, I'm so good, I can teach other people how to do it like this. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I can do this so good, I'm going to buy me one. And I can make it a success. Right? Uh, but he, now he said, but I believe I can do it. I believe it so much. He told Tondalea, honey, I'm going to take some of our money we've been saving and buy a domino. She said, well, I don't have that faith. She said, make it happen, Captain, right? You know, that's what it is, you know. Uh, a taser, tell Terry, I'll tell Terry, we're buying the property. I don't care what you say. Terry, but look, sweetheart, honey. I don't care. I want a daycare. I'm finna buy this. Tell you, but let's slow down, baby. Let me just cut some hair. Put the clippers down. Okay, you can cut. Quit your job. I got you, but we're gonna do this. And the rest is history. Right? But you gotta believe it. If you don't believe it, you will never achieve it. All right? Now, so here's the thing. So then he goes on in Philippians. Here's what he says Let nothing, everybody said nothing, be done through strife or vainglory. Now he's giving you the mindset that you gotta have as you move. In him. He said, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. He said, I'm going to show you how to be successful in whatever you're doing, right? But you got to have the mind of Christ where he didn't think he was better than the people he was serving. But God going to let him serve the people and bless the people. But you got to have a lowly mindset. You can't go in and look down on people because sometimes those are the ones that's paying your bills. You look at, I get sick and tired of them. I, okay, keep on. You be sick and tired and you won't have nothing to eat. Because the ones you don't like is the one keep buying it. 
right? So he says, uh, uh, then he says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others, because he's trying to get you to understand the mindset that you got to have. You got to think different. Everybody said think different. You got to think different. You got to have, now it's not about you, Jesus. It's about the assignment you're on. And show people the assignment. God said, that's why I put you down there, to show people. Right? Show them about humility. Show them that you had the power to come down, but you won't. Show them, let, let Pilate know that he's the governor, but the only way you're the governor, you can only do to me what my father tell you you can do. He said, don't you hear me talking to you? Jesus, listen, man, you better go on. My father put you in charge. So don't think you're somebody, you, you're nobody, because I know who I am, and I know my assignment. And I believe it. Right? That's why when he was in the wilderness and Satan kept tempting him, he knew his assignment. He knew what was going to happen. Right? And then he goes on to say this in verse 5. Let this mind, now watch Paul. Watch Paul tell him. He said, let this mind be in you. I'm talking to the people in Kingdom Embassy and the people on the airway. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, we got to go back to Jesus, Thaddeo, and we got to figure out what Jesus was talking about and what kind of mind did he have, right? Because I got to have the same mind he had, and he had a powerful mind. So much so, when he died, he believed that he was going to be, he believed it so much he told him in advance before it happened. He said, kill this body. He said, I promise, this temple destroyed it be, be risen in three days. And he believed it. So he didn't care if they was going to kill him because he knew he was going to, What? Oh, man, you got to have that mindset. So you can try to knock me down if you want to. I already know I'm going to be a success. I already know it. I believe it so much. If you don't come to church, somebody else coming. It don't, it don't matter. You can say, I'm staying at home. I'm tired of pastor. I don't like him. Stay at home. Then God going to send somebody else. Because it ain't about you or me. It's about him. I just believe as long as I do what he tell me to do, he's he backing me. And he's backing you. He says this, who being in the form of God. Now he said, now, listen, this is good, Alicia. This is good. You can't miss, Terrio, little Terrio, don't miss this. Hear this. Lock it in your brain. Put it on your brain. Who being in the form of God. This is Jesus. Now, he didn't say he was God. He said, being in the form of God, watch this here, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That's powerful. Because now you talk, really, he says, he was in the form of God. He didn't think it wrong to be able to be like God. The reason why he had this kind of confidence because he knew all the power was coming from God. And I can be like him, right? Because my mind is not to try to succeed him like Satan, like Lucifer. Uh, I'm going to operate within. Right? And so, and so, so I'm not going to think I'm superior to. That's why it says, it says, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God. I, listen, ain't nothing wrong with me believing in God and thinking I can do what God do. Because it's really not me doing it. It's God working. Because you remember, God only worked through people. So I know I can accomplish it because he's working through me. It's not me, but I got to believe it. I believe it so much I line everything up accordingly. 
Then he says this. But made himself of no reputation. He wasn't going around bragging about I'm the Messiah. I'm the Christ. Know who I am. I'm Jesus. I'm God's son. He said, I, ain't, I, don't, need, I don't need to be bragging about who I am. I just be who I am. He didn't make no reputation. You got to have the same mind he had. When you go and God started to bless you, uh, uh, Pentecost, and you start writing and people coming in from all over the place asking you to, listen, I just know how to write. It's not me. It's God doing it. We said, well, I can write better than anybody. But bring your stuff here. They can't write. I hate when I interview for something. Somebody said, well, tell me how you compare to this person. Why should I hire you over them? I tell somebody, I said, I don't know. Because they may be better than me. But you're going to hire me. And I don't know what that skill set is, but I know what I got. Right? So when he says, but made himself of no reputation, and he took upon himself the form of a what? He humbled himself. But what happened to us, man, we think, man, we got to be arrogant and cocky. I got to let everybody know who I am. I'm, you know, this is my company. You know, I made this here. I did this here. You need to understand who I am. I'm the best chef in the world. I'm the best... Uh, a car washer. I'm the best this. I'm, I can do this. I shine. I can, I'm this. Because I, I want you to know who I am. I hate it. I hate it. I almost hate even, I, I promise you, man, I despise, it's so hard for me for, for Kingdom Embassy to get on Facebook and do stuff and promote what we're doing. I almost hate it. Because he said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand doing. Why you got to go around telling everybody, well, Kingdom Embassy did all this. I hate even doing it. Right? I know it's a part of ministry now, but we don't have to. Why, why you want to build kingdom embassy up? Oh, kingdom You need to come here. No, you don't. You need to go wherever you're going. Unless God send you here. Right? And so uh, my job is to serve. So you got to have a mind of a servant. If you have a mind, Jesus said, I come here to serve, not be served. It's a different mind. Now remember, this is the Messiah. This is the Christ. He said, I want you to understand, you got to have the same mind he had. When he came, he said, I want to be a servant. you got to believe that. I'm a servant. I, if you want to be great, that's what Jesus told him. If you want to be great, the only way you can really truly be great is you got to serve. If you don't serve the people, you're not going to be great. Even people, man, you look at the, the arenas. Back, all, the reason why these, a lot of people are so successful is because they really give the people what they want. You know? They give the people what they want. So they try to serve. Now, some people are arrogant. They want, they, it's a capitalist society, so they take advantage of people and all that. But what they do, they try to give you what you want, and they try to trick you sometimes. Right? But God don't want you to trick nobody. He wants you to truly serve people. Now, if you serve people, everybody in the world can hate you except the people you serve. When you serve people truly from the heart, those people will fight for you. They'll die for you. They don't care what nobody else say, man, because they believe in you. That's the mindset you got to have. But you got to believe that you're a servant and don't think I'm the one. Because society said, man, you got to make you the one. And Satan trick us so bad, man, we get $2, man, buy a purse that costs 4 Because we want to impress somebody and say, man, you know, look, my purse costs $4. And you just don't know. Now you're broken. You're trying to figure out how to make up the two. But the enemy will trick you because you think you got, you think in order for you to get people, you got to make them think you got everything. Somebody said something stupid like, man, listen, buy you a Cadillac, man. You need a As a pastor, you need a Cadillac. Get you a gig. You know, the people want to see their pastor in a Cadillac. I said, no, they don't. 
They don't want to see you no Cadillac. They'll say that, and as soon as I buy, Brad will say, man, I'm leaving. I'm going back to Forest Park, because that man and took my money and bought a Cadillac. Right? Now, so, so, because you're going to think, because, but as long as you serve people, hear me out, as long as you serve people, then God got you. Because you got to have the mind of Christ. You got to believe that. Your success is there, even in school. Kids, if you want to be successful in school, help other kids. If you want to, if you want to get smart, help somebody else do what you know how to do already. And watch what happens. You all of a sudden, man, you get friends you didn't even know you had. Because whenever you make somebody else's life better, it all always makes your life better. But whenever you think you're better than somebody else, they can't stand. I, I'm a big Laker fan. I'm a, not a lot. I'm a big LeBron fan. He just happened to play for the Lakers, right? So the, they got through playing the Mifflin Grizzly and, and Ja, ja, ja Morant. Oh, those guys are really good. But everybody hate them because Dylan Brooks, stupid stuff. He thought he was so good. LeBron James ain't nothing he old. I like poker in the bath. And he said something. Now this, I'm going to tell you something stupid. This is real. Y'all, y'all, I'm going to tell you how God works. It's real. I don't respect no man unless he busts a 40 on me. So LeBron got 20 and 20. That was 40. Now listen, it was crazy how it happened, though. He got 20 and 20. That was 40. Everybody started talking about it. The last game before it was over, they beat him by 40 points exactly. And all the media saying, you want a 40 piece, you got it. Because you said once you think it's you, and you don't, you're not humble, God will humble you. So as you move up, man, never ever think you better than always be humble and serve the people. If you got a woman and you want her to love you, serve her. Don't call out her name. Don't treat her like she crap. Don't think you better than. Don't do not do it if you want to. She's gonna be somebody else's. God, I take her and give her away. Get that man. You treat him bad if you want to. But if you serve him, they, they, listen, they can't help but. That's why I, I ain't never worried about Ardina going nowhere. <laughs> hey, listen, I was 440 pounds. I was wearing size 66 suit. And I was never, ever in doubt of losing Ardina. I knew she wasn't going nowhere because I knew how to keep her. I just made sure I served her. I made sure she didn't ever want for nothing. I want to make sure she lacked, didn't lack for anything, right? And the more I served her, the more she loved me because women are like incubators. Whatever you give it, they bag it up 10 times and give it back to you. So if you want, all you got to do is do it right. That's why Flurry, he just loves her battle. That's my baby. That's my baby. Tell it. All right, you can sit in my offer later. Where are we going? I just, I just saved your marriage. Here we go. So he says, and uh, here's what he says in the next verse. All right. Uh, he says, and being found in the fashion as a what? Everybody say, man. This is the Messiah. I promise you, I got four minutes. Y'all think I'm going to be going over. I'm not. The watch. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient Unto death, right? Even death on the cross. He, he, he was a man. Everybody say a man. And he humbled himself to the point, man, where he didn't have to die. He had the power not to die. 
But he did it, man, because he wanted the people to receive the power that could only come after he leave. Right? So he humbled himself and said, I'm going to do this here because he went in. You know he, it went planned because he said this here, Clark. He said, Father. But they, it was, the thing was so tough, man. It was amping it up so much. He was human. You know, we make him, we make him divine. He was, but he was human. The thing was, on, it was on so tough that, uh, and, 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 uh, and Clark, he said, Lord God, Father, please let this cup pass. He said, this is too much for me. I can't take this thing. And then, and then he says, but if it's your will, if this is what you want, send me through it. I'm willing to humble myself and I'm willing to die on the cross if it's going to save the world. If it's going to get people, man, closer to you, I'm willing to give up my life. That's the mindset you got to have. If I got to lose everything in my business so that one person can make it, I do it because God sometimes will take us down to nothing to see what you do with what little you have. He's because if I can't trust you with little, I sure enough can't trust you with a lot. Right? Everybody said, mind of Christ. And I'm almost done. Here's what he says. Wherefore God also, now after, this, after he humbled himself, uh, this is what he said, country. Uh, wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. When he, listen, once he humbled himself and he realized, man, listen, this is about God. This is about the people. God exalted him. Soon as you really get in your mind, don't fake it. Quit playing. Be real. You can't fake it, God. You can lie to me, but you can't lie to God. God said, I know your heart. Man, judge your eye with a pen, but I know your heart. God, and when I know your heart is right, I'll exalt you. Right? He said, I'll exalt you. And that's what he did to Christ because he knew his heart. And he knew his heart was really about serving people. And then he exalted him. Have this mind that Christ had young people, and really, really quit thinking it's about you. You young people, y'all think your parents owe you something. I told Jay the other day, Jay made me mad the other day, and he did something, and I told him I was going to buy him some food. And then we went to the store, and he had to, Onegan gave him a gift card for $25, so we went to Wendy's, and uh, he got ready to get something to eat, and he had made me mad about something because he questioned me, and I told him, don't question me, Jay. And, he and so I said, okay, I got you. So we got there, he said, you paying for my food? I said, of course not. I said, well, since you're grown and, and you want to think you can talk back, why don't you pay for your food? He said, Papa, you said you're going to pay for it. No, I, I just pulled back and let him see what it'd be like to be grown. So if you think you can talk back, then you buy your own shoes, buy your own food. So you ain't got to get mad at the kids. You ain't got to whoop them. You ain't, you, you ain't got to beat them. You ain't got to just pull it back. Just pull back a little bit. If they want to be grown, okay, let me, this is what grown look like. See if you can buy your own shoes. I, I ain't got to whoop you. I just, I just pull back a little bit and let you feel how cold it is. Right? So, uh, but when you humble God, now watch what happened. Now, he gave him a name once he humbled himself. So when, as soon as you think it's about you, he can't elevate you. He said, I can't push you up and then you think you're better than me. Soon as Satan thought he was better than him, he had to kick him out of heaven. He said, nobody's going to be greater. No, you got to understand why I created you, Satan. He said, I didn't create you to think you better than. I created you to represent. I put my image in you. So why are you acting contrary? Then he says this here. That at the name of Jesus, now this is when Jesus yielded, 
to him. He said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Watch this here. Of things in heaven and things where? And things where? Listen to me. He says everything. Once he yielded and he got Listen, God said, I got you as long as you understand the plan. I'm not calling you ambassadors. I'm not sending you to a earth. Remember, you're an ambassador. I didn't put you in this earth to represent you. You can't go to another country as an ambassador and think you can do other than what the country tells you to do. It's called treason. Right? And so he let him know. And so when Jesus yielded, and he gave up, and he said, listen, okay, this is what I got to do. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to serve. And then God blessed him, gave him a name, greater than He said, because of it, every knee going to bow. In heaven and in, what he's telling you is, if you do it like Christ, he said, no weapon form against you going to prosper. Nothing. He said, I got you, whether you're up, down, wherever you go. I don't care what city you move in. I don't care who you're married to. I don't care what. If you do it my way, you're going to be blessed. But you got to believe it. You got to believe it so much, you got to change the way you think. That's the magic in believing, right? Then he says this, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father because all the glory went to God, right? Then he says this, wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, then he tells Paul Timothy, Work out your own salvation with fear and truth. Now it's about you. Now, now that you know what's going on, you need to work out your salvation. You need to get real about this thing. This is about you. This is about your success. It's about you going to college. It's about you taking the new job. It's about you. But if you want to do it, you got to have the mind of Christ. Right? You got to everybody say the mind of Christ. Right? Now, so as we wrap this up, I want you to understand something. The magic is in what you believe. Not what somebody say, but you got to believe that you are who God created you to be. And that's his daughter, his son, created in his image. And and the way you think and the way you behave is based on what you believe. Now, if I believe he is who he say he is, then it should show up in my behavior. It should show up in my lifestyle. It should show up in my business. It should show up in my schoolwork. If I believe that Jesus Christ is who he is, I believe God is who he is, why in the world have uh, me as little Terrio going to school not getting all straight A's when I got the smarts to get straight A's? Why, 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 Jay? Why, why would you not get all A's? Baby, why would you not get all A's when, when you got the smarts? It ain't that you don't know how. Right? I got to believe that, man, God, you mean to tell me you gave me this, this, this stuff is so easy, but I ain't going to turn in an assignment. Right? You got to know, adults, change your belief. Let today be the day that you change your belief. Give the Lord a hand clap. Everybody stand to your feet.
the power of belief resides in this ability. You got four things. You got to have vision, you got to have will, resilience, and you have to uh, be willing to activate God's power in your life. You do that by believing in him. If you don't know God like you're supposed to know him, and you know if you don't have that kind of relationship with him, and you want him to be the most important thing in your life, and you want to commit your beliefs to him, and you want to trust him and have confidence in him, and him have confidence in you, today is the day that you make that commitment. Let God know you believe him and that you trust him and give your life to him. Can I have the prayer team up? Everybody come up front for those who might want prayer. For those who are doing things that may be detrimental, you got to realize, am I doing it for the glory of God? Hey, I was, at a, I was at a service yesterday, and a young man gave a testimony. It was one of the most powerful testimonies I ever heard. Uh, the young man was, uh, he was strung out on a heroin, drinking alcohol, drunk. He said he was on a three-day binge. And he was drinking so much, he, the girl asked him, would he go to church? And he kept telling her, yeah. Two years went by, he kept on, she would ask him every day, when are you going to go to church? One day he asked his wife, you want to go to church? He got so tired, he said, I was tired of being tired. And I told, when I told his wife, he's crying, told his wife, Kids, I'd never drink again. I'm not going to do it. God turned his life around. Another drug. I never drank another alcohol. He said, I never did another drug a day in my life. God transformed him. Right? He believed that God could do. You got to believe he can. The altar is open for those. But I want to pray. And I want to dismiss it. And those who have offering to give, uh, I ask you to give. Um, according to your belief, what you believe. If you believe in the ministry and what we're doing, then do it according to what you say. I don't care what you, it's between you and God. Lord, we ask you to bless the offering. Bless those who have the give. I think we all have something to give. Even if the kids, if they got a quarter, a dollar, 50 cents, whatever, they got to trust you and realize it's yours. And you want them to give a portion back to you. Let them believe and trust in you. And Lord, as we leave this place, we're never going to leave your presence. Be with us. Guide our hearts. Go with us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Be with us and guide our hearts. Give us traveling mercies. Put your arms of protection around us. And let us always believe and have confidence in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. The altar is open for those who like prayer. If you ever want somebody to touch and agree with you, come forward, please.